Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sci-Fi Unchained. Really quick, I just wanted to invite everyone to join our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Well, there is a Twitter, but I don't really use it that much. And to be honest, all I use Facebook and Instagram for is funny memes, a compelling conversation or two, and an occasional episode update. But anyway, come on over and join us and enjoy the episode. All right, WandaVision, Episode 6. And as always, spoilers ahead. Let's get into it. All right, now it is the late 90s, early 2000s era, and it's Halloween. The opening is almost painfully <laughs> 90s, early 2000s, uh, as, as it is very reminiscent, almost shot for shot, uh, of Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, the twins are playing with their uncle Pietro and Wanda walks down in her Halloween costume, which is clearly a low grade take on her classic Scarlet Witch costume from the comics. And, and she calls herself a Sokovian fortune teller. Pietro responds with how lame it is. And we get a flashback of their childhood in Sokovia. Uh, the year they got typhus <laughs> uh, to see an old woman giving out fish instead of candy. Wanda says that's not exactly how she remembers it. And Pietro says uh, probably because she's rep repressing a lot of trauma. Oh, I bet she is, though. <laughs> I bet she is suppressing a lot of trauma. Um, this could also be because they're from divergent universes. Uh, universes with slight changes in, in alternate histories. So that, that could be one of the things that's different uh, between the Evan Peters Marvel Universe and this Marvel Universe. Uh, enter Vision in a clear nod to his classic Vision outfit from the comics, complete with fake Mind Stone and everything. <laughs> uh, he looks less than enthused and Pietro makes fun of him and it's very charming and funny. <laughs> uh, Vision says he's going to go out on patrol the, uh, to patrol the streets and to keep people from committing crimes during the festivities. And this takes Wanda aback a bit, almost slipping and saying, well, that's not what you're supposed to do. As if she had scripted out events exactly how they were meant to be played out. So is Vision succeeding in breaking whatever hold or influence Wanda has over him? Because remember, in a previous episode, he said that she can't control him like she can control everybody else. I don't know if that's true or not, because she clearly can to some degree. All she has to do is jump cut back to a previous moment uh, and something has changed in the reality to uh, influence Vision's speech or response. So I, I, I wonder if Vision is, uh, is starting to break her hold a bit. Uh, outside the town at the Sword Outpost, Hayward argues with Monica, Jimmy, and Darcy about whether they should or shouldn't kill Wanda to end the anomaly. 
Monica tries to argue that they can't outgun her and that antagonizing her will only make things worse. If she's the problem, she has to be the solution. She's clearly right, but Hayward doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> he sees Wanda as a terrorist, as the enemy, and she's got to be taken out at all costs. Uh, he becomes even more of a jerk taking cheap shots at Monica for not being there the last couple of years. Not her fault. She got snapped by Thanos. Um, oh, also, she Hayward takes a shot at her that maybe it was a good thing she wasn't there to watch her mother die of cancer because she wouldn't have had the stomach for it. This guy is an absolute jerkwad. <laughs> He's a complete asshole. Uh, and he kicks Monica, Darcy, and Jimmy off the base. Uh, Jimmy and Monica take out the guards escorting them, lock them in a storage container, and don a few uh, sword disguises, some ponchos and a hat. Um, not much in the way of a disguise, but, it, you know, if somebody saw their face, I imagine they wouldn't be like, hey, <laughs> you're a completely different person. Like, like they're NPCs in a game or something. Anyway, uh, it's trick-or-treat for the twins and their uncle, uh, is being very encouraging in their antics. Wanda asks her brother about a childhood memory, which he dodges and accuses her of testing him and of wondering why he looks so different. So I, I find this ironic because if you're asked a question and then you pose that this question is a means of testing you, that in and of itself is deflection, right? If, which, I mean, the, the way he does it, it's, it's fine because it puts Wanda on her back heel uh, because she, ad she admits that she is wondering why he looks so different. Uh, Pietro responds with, uh, if I had sh found Shangri-La, I wouldn't have wanted to be reminded of the past either. Shangri-La, in this case, being a town she can control and influence and, and have everything she wanted, vision, her family, uh, her brother back, and bringing up the, uh, the visage of... The other Quicksilver, the one from her childhood, uh, would have just brought back all of the flood of pain and grief and anguish that she built this reality to suppress. Assumedly, right? Uh, so this implies that she pulled him into existence because she didn't uh, want the brother she knew. Right? Because she would be reminded constantly of his death by Ultron and how she was largely responsible for it because of the aid she and Pietro gave Ultron in the first place. And also, it's worth noting that Shangri-La is a real place in the MCU, and maybe we'll see it soon. Maybe in the Multiverse of Madness? Could be. Um, Pietro runs off with the kids to help them collect some candy, and Wanda talks to Herb, who is talking on a radio, and repeats what he's hearing. 
uh, all of what Quicksilver and the twins are doing, smashing pumpkins, stealing candy, covering people in silly string. Uh, pretty classic era tropes, uh, the classic era comedic tropes. Wanda says that maybe Vision can help, and Herb tells her that he's not on duty, which confuses Wanda, and Herb asks her if she wants anything changed, implying that he could help change the reality or happenings of the town somehow for to, to help Wanda suit her needs, right? So what's the importance of Herb, I wonder? Could and how aware is Herb? That's a great question. If if we accept that Agnes is Agatha Harkness, and we we go back to one of the previous episodes where Wanda gives birth, and Herb is talking to Agnes, where where he's almost like on the verge of telling Vision um, that they're all trapped. And Agnes gives him this look of worry that only Herb can see. Right? So is Herb in on whatever's happening, maybe? Hmm. It's a good question. So we cut to Vision, who's walking down the street, and he comes across something really weird. Uh, there's a couple stuck in a loop outside their house. They're, they're repeating the same movements over and over, and a single tear rolls down the woman's face. And Vision is very confused. <laughs> so they've got this Matrix glitch, Sims character movement going on. Um, and the re remember that feeling of hopelessness and grief Monica described uh, while she was under Wanda's control, and the amount of freakout that Norm had uh, when Vision momentarily freed him. It looks like this woman is feeling all of that beneath the surface, right? Like it's like it's the, the movie Get Out, and she's drowning beneath a second consciousness that's running her body on autopilot. And then we get this... Um, mid-episode commercial, mid commercial uh, and it's Claymation. Clearly <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s style. Uh, it, it was a very popular thing uh, for a few years during that era of television. A child is stranded on an island, and a shark jumps out and gives the starving child a yogurt pouch called Yo Magic, which boy can't open he slowly withers and dies as the days and nights go quickly by <laughs> as the boy tries to open the pouch is this commercial implying that there's a force feeding on wanda's magic are all these sims glitches with the people vision saw earlier an effect of that is is this the uh is this the software breaking down because they're they're losing their their integrity, like like Wanda's magic isn't reaching them in sufficient quantities to to give them a patch. <laughs> um, I I think this 
particular arc, these this three episode arc, um, will be our resolution and, and give us all the uh, the questions in in due order. Maybe at the end of this episode or the end of next, we'll see. So Wanda continues to question her brother. Uh, one question being, what happened to your accent? To which she retorts, well, what happened to yours? And that has been a valid criticism of people uh, online re uh, reviewing uh, the MCU, reviewing WandaVision, uh, because her accent is very inconsistent. Even in this show, it comes back a little bit uh, when she goes outside the hex to yell at Hayward and it doesn't come back full force like it was in Age of Ultron, but it, it comes back enough to where it's notable. So Wanda looks taken aback by this, and uh, it's funny because, you know, she lost it over uh, the, the course of the movies. Though it did come back a bit when she soloed Thanos, I don't know. I, I, I think it's kind of funny how inconsistent this accent has been. So Pietro says that all he remembers was being shot and then hearing Wanda's voice, knowing she needed him. The twins come back up and Tommy now has super speed like his uncle. Wanda tells Tommy to take Billy with him and for them not to go past Ellis Avenue. That being where the edge of the town is and the barrier to the outside reality. So back at the sword base, our trio snuck into an empty tech tent and discovers that Hayward is tracking uh, Vision's movement and monitoring the uh, decay of vibranium inside the hex. He's also got life signs for uh, each of the townsfolk inside the anomaly. And inside the hex, Vision is walking around the neighborhoods, and he encounters more frozen people in place. Uh, he, he tries to question one of them to no avail. And he has these thoughts run across his face, dons his real costume, and flies upward, projecting his super hearing or his, his mental outreach towards the people of the town. And he can hear them but he can't hear the people on the ground beneath him. He sees a car at the edge of town, and Agnes is driving it. Agnes is frozen, but not really, as when Vision questions her, she can speak and even move slightly. So Vision touches her head and frees her from Wanda's influence. She recognizes him as the Vision and asks if she's dead and keeps yelling at him that he's dead. And he's like, oh, what's an Avenger? <laughs> so, okay, so Vision has some substantial confirmed memory loss, right? Uh, going back to where he was yelling at Wanda in a previous episode, he can't remember his life before Westview. So did Wanda scrub his memory? Um uh, I don't know. I, it, th this is one of those small questions that could lead to monumental answers if you pull on that thread hard enough. 
So here's our surreal moment for this episode uh, that brings with it its own mountain of questions. If this really is Agatha Harkness, is she actually under Wanda's influence? Or because maybe because she's Agatha Harkness, that's why she's able to move and speak as limited as she is when uh, while still under the influence. So Vision puts her back under. She drives off, leaving Vision to venture towards the edge of the barrier. And then uh, back with our outside trio, Darcy warns that she can't go back through the hex as it has already rewritten her cells on a molecular level twice and that there's already a change in her. And Monica doesn't care. She's determined to help Wanda. But all of this confirms that we are getting Monica as Photon in this show at some point. And I cannot wait. Because that means with Monica wanting to help Wanda out so much, once she gets her powers and and recognizes them, she's going to assumedly use them against whatever force is influencing Wanda to try and help her. Uh, Maybe she can do something like vision and help break uh, Wanda's mind out of whatever kind of funk she's in. But I, Ooh, I can't wait. So Darcy stays behind to crack the firewalls. Hayward set up around his encrypted files to gain more information Jimmy and Monica drive off to meet a contact Monica has elsewhere. Now, this this is where a lot of people have been theorizing that, oh, here comes Reed Richards, or here comes Victor Doom, uh, or or it's it's going to be Beast from the X Men, which I I would very much enjoy having. Um. Oh, what's his face? Frazier from Frazier. The, the, the guy that played Beast in uh, in the X-Men. Oh, what is his name? From... Was it Frank Frazier? No, that's a... It, anyway, I, I would love to see Frazier. Give us Frazier. Back in town, uh, Wanda and Quicksilver are making small talk, and uh, he asks where all these children came from, which is crazy because up until this episode, there had been no children in Westview other than her own. Quicksilver is is, uh, empathizing with Wanda, saying that he understands why she did it, and... uh, you know, in, in controlling and converting all the townspeople. And he knows all of this. How? How does... I, I mean, he wasn't there for the creation or, or the conversion of this town. Or is he really Quicksilver? Or whenever he got pulled into this reality, did all of the information come with his psyche or, or blend with him? I... I don't know. It's so many questions. Uh, Wanda confides in her brother when he asks how she did all this to the town, to which 
she responds with having only felt endless nothingness. She then turns to him and sees him riddled with bullet wounds and as a corpse for a few seconds. Hella creepy. <laughs> um, Vision attempts to break through the barrier, and it looks like he's going to succeed at first, but then the barrier starts pulling him back in, tearing pieces of him uh, apart. Back in the town square, Billy can hear his dad telepathically and manages to halt his brother Tommy mid-super run with telekinesis. Billy runs to Wanda and tells her that he can hear Vision and that he is in trouble. Vision's being ripped apart bit by bit as the barrier's wanting to pull him back. Um, Quicksilver makes an offhanded comment that Wanda's husband is already dead and he can't die twice. Wanda doesn't like that. Flings him back through some decorations, which is is funny to me. Billy describes what Vision sees and says he's dying. Uh, Wanda halts everything happening in town and starts to expand the border of the anomaly. And she does it at the drop of a hat. Like That is crazy powerful. So the, the border encompasses Vision and uh, also traps Darcy, many of the S.W.O.R.D. personnel, and the S.W.O.R.D. forward base of operations, uh, as well as a used car dealership <laughs> that's out uh, beyond the edge of town. So we, we pan to see the outer edges of the hex for the first time as an actual shape that is expanding. And with the last shot of the episode, uh, Wanda's we, we cut to Wanda's face and her eyes are glowing red. Holy hell, she is powerful now. <laughs> um, not only being able to manipulate everything in town at will or have it all run on auto, or simply not at all and just have everything freeze. Maybe Wanda made some sort of deal with another being. Uh, I, I know all of these theories done to death, right? Uh, with Agatha, Cathan, Nightmare, Mephisto, whoever or whatever, uh, to achieve a new level of power, right? Maybe she got a hold of a uh, magical tome didn't realize the effects of it, uh, like the Darkhold from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. and uh, I, Or maybe she's just done all of this on her own, and she just hit a growth spurt. I, I don't know. Either way, Wanda's powers are seriously ramped up since we saw her in Endgame. And I, I doubt we've seen her even close to the full extent of her power as of yet. But whew, this makes me super excited for this finale coming up on Friday. Uh, and it cannot get here soon enough. But that's all I had for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning back in and stick around for more Sci-Fi Unchained. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends. And may the Force be with us all.